10. Espoir com dois e três. E dizem irá a nai nai de hidro de estou a nai ai 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 For even our Lord would speak unto thee, my people, that this is the dawning of a new day, that this is a new season and a time of a new visitation of my word and my spirit that begins at this time. Mark this day, said the Lord, for from this day forward, I, God, bring a change in the earth. I, God, bring a moving of my spirit that no generation has ever been privileged to partake of. For I bring forth the new wine, yea, a wine that has never been partaken of. I bring forth a newness of my spirit that no generation has ever had the opportunity to partake of this working of my spirit. For I have brought thee out of doctrines and traditions of men to bring thee in to the working of my spirit. And even as thou meet me in prayer, I the Lord shall cause thy tongue, yea, to even form new syllables. For I have told thee in my word that these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, and they shall speak with new tongues. That is new languages, my people. That is languages of the Spirit, not just what has been taught ye and referred to ye as tongues of the Holy Spirit. Ghost, but it is new languages of my spirit, saith God. Ye shall find a new meaning to the gifts of tongues and interpretation. For languages shall be revealed. And as thou seek me in prayer, I shall cause thy tongue to learn new syllables and phonics of new languages. And I shall speak by my spirit, saith God, that only those that are in prayer and have searched and pressed into a relationship with me shall even hear and perceive and understand that that my spirit is speaking and doing. For this is a day that a power of my spirit shall rest upon ye. Yea, even a power that's never been experienced. Even a power 
that rested in a measure upon my apostles in the early church shall even now be transferred yea to this generation ye shall be made a partaker of this then I God shall begin to bring a fullness of it for yea now is the time that ye must turn loose of all things for even if ye desire to partake of this you must become one that shall lose your life for my sake and the gospel. You must become one that shall lose sight of thy life. You must be one that has a desire to put on the very life of Christ. For if you save your life and you pattern after your hearts and your desires, you shall lose this life of the Spirit. But if you lose your life of that that ye desire, ye shall hunger after me, and ye shall daily deny yourself and daily take up your cross and search for me, then the very life of the Christ shall become embodied and impregnated and brought forth in thy mortal flesh. You shall become as Paul, as he said, the life that I now live, yea, I live it in the flesh. But it is not I that live, but it is the Christ that liveth in me. I say unto thee this day, count the cost, for there shall be great sacrifice. Count the cost. Reason within thy spirit. Do you want your life? Do you want your goals, your desires? Do you want your goals? Or do you want to turn loose of all things? And become a vessel that the very glory and power and dominion and authority of my word and my spirit will embody and inhabit and dwell within thee. For this that I am bringing forth, you must be still and you must learn. You must learn the working of this spirit. For even as I spoke to my servant and told him that he must be still and learn how to flow in this new anointing, in this new power that I've allowed him to experience, even ye, my children, I say unto thee that this is a new thing, that this is a new moving of my spirit, new tongues. New wisdom, new knowledge, new understanding. And you cannot just launch into this. But you must be still and allow my spirit to edify and to teach thee. For this will not mix with carnality. This will not mix 
with our desires. This will not mix with our lifestyle. For you must make a choice. Choose ye this day whom ye shall serve. Make a choice this day. For I set before thee life and death. I set before thee blessings and cursings. If you choose your life, if you choose carnality, if you choose to walk in your desires, the life that you desire to have, then you choose death and cursings. But if you choose the moving of my spirit, if you choose to allow my spirit to indwell, if you choose to allow this newness of my word and the power of the spirit to come in and impregnate and birth and bring forth the Christ, you choose life. And you choose blessings. For there has never been a people upon the face of the earth that has walked in the life of the Christ and the blessings of the Almighty God is that that I shall now bring forth. For even that that is written in Psalms 91, you shall see it begin. Yea, you shall see the start of a people that no evil shall befall them. Neither shall any plagues connive their dwelling, for they have made the Almighty their habitation. Make me your habitation. Make me your habitation. Make me your habitation. Find that secret place and come and dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Come and bide in the shadow of the wings of the Almighty. Yea, and all that does come against thee, even the terror and the arrow that flieth, I will protect thee. I will overshadow thee. I will keep thee from evil and plagues and sickness and disease and terrorism for I will have a protected people only when I move my hand shall I go through persecution and heartache and sorrow but yea I shall keep thee from the evils of the world I shall keep thee from the plagues and the calamities I shall call supernaturally that I be fed and clothed and sustained and blessed by my spirit you shall see meal in the bowl. Thou shalt see oil in the cruise. Thou shalt see money placed in the fish's mouth. Yea, I shall supernaturally provide for ye, my people. But you must turn loose of all of the cardinality and allow my spirit and my word to lead ye into the door for even an entrance is being ministered into this everlasting kingdom of thy God. Even the door is being opened. Yea, even the keys are being given. Yea, even I, the Lord, in opening a door that no man can shut. 
But I say unto thee, if thou stiffen thy neck, and if thou harden thy heart, and if thou refuse, yea, to allow my spirit to work in thee, for it is my desire that you be conformed to the image of my dear son. It is my desire that you become a partaker of the divine nature. It is my desire to transform thee from darkness into marvelous light and to translate thee into the kingdom of my dear son. Fear not, little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give unto thee the kingdom. I, God, have chosen this day, this day for a new beginning, this day for a visitation of my word and my spirit to come to my people, this day a conception of the Holy Ghost shall overshadow thee. And I shall conceive a working of my spirit within thy spiritual womb. And ye shall feel life begin to move. And the Christ shall begin to be formed. For even a spirit of prayer and seeking my face shall begin to take thee over. I shall go into prayer thinking that this, you're just going to pray a short time and my spirit shall move and you shall find yourself travailing in prayer. Travailing as a woman with birth pains. You should travail again and again until the very Christ begins to be formed in thee. This is a day that I've chosen to impregnate. I have chosen to illuminate. And I have chosen to consecrate a people. So I call thee, I woo thee. I beckon unto thee this day. Allow a weighing of all that thou has in this life. Measure it against that that I, God, have set before thee. Count the cost. Count the cost. For if you come my way, you will lose your natural life. There will be loved ones, there will be family, there will be friends that thou shall lose, that thou shall gain the depths of my word, the power of my spirit, the illumination of my word and my spirit. So sit down in thee and bring forth a life and an impregnation of the Christ that shall be formed in thee and brought forth. For even I, the Lord, to speak to thee this day, say, count the cost. Choose you this day. 
whom you will serve. Choose you this day. I say unto thee again, count the cost. For you must choose. You must choose. Not making a choice means you make a choice. I have set my word in the working of my spirit in a power in thy midst this day. You shall feel the very illumination of my spirit come into thy midst. Let it be. Let it be, my people. That you weigh carefully. For I have not chosen the crowds. I've not chosen the big churches. But this day all over the world, I the Lord speak to my body, just a few here and a few there. Those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Those that hunger and thirst. And have a desire shall be filled with the very Christ. For it is by the Christ taking his abode in thee that righteousness comes. You have no righteousness of thyself, for thy righteousness in my sight is as filthy rags. But if thou shalt yield thyself, Take this step and make the choice to die out to thy life. Then you shall see the very life of the Christ begin to take hold of thee. You shall see thy carnal mind begin to wither and die in areas. Yea, as I develop and form the Christ in thee, Thy carnal reasoning and thy thinking, yea, shall even change and shall grow dim, and thou shalt find the moving of my spirit. Yea, it's warring in thy spirit and in thy mind to take control. Hear my word this day. Hear my word this day, saith the Lord, for the power of my spirit does overshadow this place today. And I reach to thee, my people. I set before thee an open door. But you must make a choice. You must make a choice. Choose life. Choose death. Choose blessings. Choose cursings. You will reason in your heart that that is easy. But the way of life and the way of blessings brings great sacrifice. For straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life. Few. I say unto thee, few there shall be that shall enter therein. But wide is the gate Broad is the way that leadeth unto destruction. And many, many will choose that way 
I talk to you not about sinners. I talk to you about those that confess my name. I talk to thee about those that confess my salvation. And I say unto you, many shall go in at that broad gate in that wide way and shall be the destruction of many. But those of you that shall stand still and allow the leadership of my spirit shall allow the wooing and working of my spirit to order thy steps. I shall place thy feet upon a plain path. And those of you that yield to me, my word shall be a lamp unto thy feet and a light unto thy path. And I shall lead thee in a plain path and I shall give thee feet like hinds feet that I slip not. For this is a day of evil, a day of calamity, a day of trouble, and a day of woe. And only those that have committed their life to me shall walk and not be weary. They shall run. You shall not faint, my people. For those of thee that have waited upon me, I shall now give thee wings of eagles. You shall feel neither weariness or faintness. You shall run. You shall run by my spirit. You shall run by my word. You shall run by my unction. There is no weariness. There is no faintness in those Stand upon my word. For this is a renewing, this is a reviving, this is a restoration, and this is the bringing forth of a new thing. Hear my words this day. Hear my words, hear my words, hear my words, hear my words. Allow not thy ears to be dull, but hear what the Spirit does speak under the church. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your holy name. Come on, lift your hands and love him. My God, what a Savior. What a Savior, what a Savior, what a Savior, what a Jesus, what a power. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody get me some water, please. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just if you would, go bring me my shoes, son. Thank you, Lord. My God. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? I'm going to tell you, when that spirit hit me, the Lord started speaking to me. And those tongues were moving the Lord said when you learn a new language he said you got to learn the phonics you got to learn the sounds you got to learn the syllables you might know what I'm talking about hallelujah get my next strap for me please 
Or just go ahead and bring me my headset. That'd probably be easier. You know, we just don't ever know what God's going to do. It's just like I went to Fort Payne Wednesday night. I texted Brother Michael Tuesday. I said, I'm coming to Fort Payne Wednesday. I said, but I don't want to preach. I said, I don't have no desire to preach. Because I didn't want to take service from him. And so I met with him Wednesday. And thank you, Lord. And he said, you sure you don't want to preach tonight? I said, no, I don't want to preach. I said, we'll just follow the movement of the Spirit. Whatever God wants to do, I don't care. And I don't. I didn't know God was going to move like that this morning. And so we got service Wednesday night. I said, how you feel? I said, just follow the leadership of the Spirit. He stepped up there, had it about 10 minutes, and he said, come on, Pastor. And I stepped up there, and I was just going to exhort on a couple of things. And, man, the Spirit of God exploded. I mean, just absolutely exploded. So there was a power hit that place. So I didn't even know where I was and what I was doing. And I've had some great experiences, what I say are great experiences in God. And I don't think I've ever had the Spirit of God stagger me like it staggered me Wednesday. And then Thursday, I had a power move at Brother Mark's. And the Lord told me Friday when I was driving home, he said, you're going to have to learn how to walk under this anointing. He said, it's different. He said, you're going to have to learn how to walk under it. Y'all remember I told y'all about that room last week? And I told y'all God told me he's fixing to give me a new pair of shoes. He'll fixing to walk in a place we ain't never walked in. I'm stepping into a place I ain't never been there before. Friday morning about 5, no, Saturday morning about 5 o'clock, God woke me up. And he showed me the Apostle Paul when he went and ministered. Y'all remember when he went, uh, I think the house called Papus. He went and ministered to that deputy. And there was a sorcerer there named Bar-Jesus or Alamaeus. And he withstood Paul. And there was a power on Paul that Paul just looked at him and cursed him. Called him a child of the devil. And cursed him and told him a mist and a darkness was going to fall on him. And somebody was going to have to lead him by the hand by a season. And when Paul spoke, it happened like that. The Lord said, this kind of power. My, the ministry's moving into. Now, I ain't seen it. Except it just in the apostles in the New Testament. I don't know who God's going to let. But then he showed me how Peter spoke to Anna and Sapphira. And because they agreed in their heart to lie to the Holy Ghost. It was just greed. They sold a piece of land, and people were given the value of what they were selling. In that part of Acts, they would go sell a piece of land, they'd come bring the whole thing, let it fall feet. It wasn't just a tithe. They'd do the whole thing. So when Ananias and Sapphira sold that land, they sold it for a big price, but yet they agreed together to say they sold it for a lot less because it's greed. They, wanted, they didn't want to give God all the money. But the second Peter spoke, when God showed him that they lied, he lost his life. 
Three hours later, she come in, and Peter said, did y'all sell the land for so much? He said, yeah, for so much. He said, how is it that y'all have agreed together to lie not unto man, but unto God? Her spirit left her. She died. He said, the feet of them that have buried thy husband are at the door, and they shall bury thee also. I saw this power. Not just a power for miracles, not just, but a presence of God. And the Bible says, and great fear came upon all the church. I believe that was the church everywhere, not just the church of Jerusalem, but the church as a whole, the church body as a whole. I believe it come on them everywhere. And they said, by the hands of the apostles, great signs and wonders were wrought right there in Jerusalem. And they were all in one accord in Solomon's porch. That insomuch that they brought forth the sick and just laid them in the street. They found out what Peter was going to do that day. Which way he was going to be walking, which way the sun was going to be shining, and where shadow was going to be cast. And they laid the sick in the street, where if by just his shadow, his shadow, just passing over him. And said, so when this started happening, it caused multitudes all around the cities to bring their sick and lay them in the street. When I read that, the Lord said, this is what's going to cause this move of God. He said, this, this deliverance, this word, this fear, this word of these holy men and vessels of God, he says, fix them, get people's attention. And he said, people are going to come from, come from everywhere. They're going to come from everywhere to be healed. That brother in our church in Fort Payne, two years ago, I guess now, maybe three, had that dream that he saw something happen to me and they were bringing people like paraplegics in and God was healing them and the word got out and he seen traffic backed up two miles in both directions. Cars parked everywhere, people standing to the road. You know what's going to happen? You know what's going to do it? This move. This move God told me was coming into, Sister Pat. This is what's going to cause this visitation of God. It's going to draw. What did I tell you? Oh, I saw here because of prayer, the Spirit began to go out of this church. People began to come. My wife had a dream. She walked out on that porch, and there was people all the way to the road, and up the road, had their, hand, what, their hands out and their mouths open, hungry, wanting, searching. That means they come because something's here. They come because something was here. They come because something was here. God's trying to give us something more than religion. God's trying to give us something more than good preaching or good teaching. God is trying to set us in a place that a power of the Spirit can dwell in us. Micah 3 and 8. He spoke and said, Truly, I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord. And he just didn't say, I'm full of power. He said, I'm full of judgment. People don't like that. They don't like that word judgment. They don't like it at all. Now, I hadn't had time to mark scriptures this morning, so I'll just have to find what I give you. Micah 3 and 8. So I looked the word judgment up. 
just to see what these scriptures mean. Y'all give me a minute. I'm going to have to find Mike. I'm not sure exactly where it is. I know it's over in what people call the minor prophets. But me, there ain't no minor prophets. You okay, Brother Philip? Do we know what happened? All right, Micah's after Jonah. Y'all can find Jonah, y'all can find Micah. So it's between Jonah and Nahum. Micah, the third chapter. Maybe we better stop and have Sister Susie come sing a song. They say you can't have church without singing. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, Thursday night, the Spirit of the Lord got on me, and I preached like an evangelist. I ain't preached like that in probably 10 years. I was amazed how the power of God got on me. And I run the aisles and preached and spoke the word of the Lord, ministered to people, and my strength held. I mean, my strength was solid. I drove all the way home Friday, drove down to Bremen last night to be with my son, and then drove up here and got up here at 1 o'clock this morning. My strength's holding. God's doing something in me. God's doing something in me. But truly, this is Micah 3 and 8, I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord and of judgment and of might. You know what the word judgment means? It means you look at the evidence and you render a verdict. So if I look at the evidence in your life and it ain't lining up with God's Word, then I can render a verdict that you're guilty. <laughs> People don't like that. But the Lord told us in Hebrews, second chapter, He said, my people are going to judge angels. Is that not what he said? So if I look at your life, and the Lord deals with me about you, and your life ain't God's order, and I tell you, don't you holler at me, don't you judge me. Right there said, I'm full of power, and I'm full of judgment, and I'm full of might. Man, I'm <laughs> Woo! God, I feel the... Whoa, hallelujah! I feel him this morning. I do, I feel him. To declare unto Jacob his transgression and to Israel his sin. I wish I could blow that thing. Can you blow it? Blow it for me, Sister Susie. Because about three weeks ago, I got in prayer and the Spirit started speaking out of me. Blow a trumpet in Zion. Hallelujah. My God, I feel the chills of the Holy Ghost. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion. Declare an alarm in my holy mountain and tell them the day of the Lord is near. The day of the Lord is near. The judgment of God. 
It's time for people to get their house in order. Thank you, Sister Susie. I'm going to learn how to blow that thing. Isaiah. I'm trying to remember where it's 58, 59. right in there somewhere. It said, lift up thy voice like a trumpet. Just exactly what Micah said. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet. See where it is. 58. Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet. Show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sin. What did Micah say? Show Jacob. Show them their transgression. Show the house of Israel their sin. They're sinning the camp. And God's getting it out. I'm telling you, God's getting it out. We ain't going to possess this power and this dominion of this kingdom that God's bringing in and have sin in our lives. We ain't going to do it. What God's doing now is fixing to drive out carnality. When the Lord started speaking to me on this power, He spoke to me about Jesus. And in Luke 4 and 14, it says, After the fast, after the temptation, I believe it's Luke 4 and 13, the Bible said, And the devil departed from him for a season. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. That was more than just miracle power. That was an authority. That was dominion. And I said, this is what I asked the Lord. I said, how? Y'all don't ever ask God anything? I said, how? I said, I fasted and prayed for years. And he goes on one fast. He said, you didn't. No, yes, I did. And then I said, why? If I fasted and prayed for 40 years, and then he goes on one fast. You don't ever talk to God? I do. If I don't understand something, I ask him. And he said, because he overcame the world. Right there, he overcame the world. He overcame the lust of the flesh. He overcame the lust of the eyes. And he overcame the pride of life. Right there in that temptation, he overcame the world. And he just didn't overcome it. He kept the victory over the world. Because he was a man. Whether you want to realize, whether you want to confess it or not, he was a man. He was conceived of a woman, brought forth. The Bible said in Galatians 4, when the fullness of time was come, he brought forth his son made of a woman, made under the law. Jesus conformed to every letter of the law. He was made of a woman. He didn't whip the devil as God come down here to earth without power over him. He whipped him as a man. He abolished sin in the flesh. Y'all with me? And the Lord said, because he overcame the world, I could put this power in him. He said, as long as carnality in the world 
is in you. He said, there's only so much power I can put in you. He said, well, when you start overcoming the world, and he said, this baptism into my death, he said, it's going to start driving out the carnality. And I saw it just like something come in my head and started pushing carnality out of my spirit. And as it pushed that carnality out of my spirit, the Spirit of God came in. The the power of God come in and begin to abide right here that we fixing to walk as Paul. We fixing to walk as Peter. We fixing to walk as them holy apostles and our word. How many of y'all remember here a while back the Lord spoke to me and said, be careful what you say and be careful what you pray for your words are becoming weighty and powerful. Y'all remember that? He said, be careful what you say and be careful what you pray. He said, for your words. And that's what they said about Paul. They said, there ain't nothing to Paul's words. <laughs> Paul said, yeah. Wait till I get there. <laughs> Wait till I get there and tell me there ain't nothing to my words. And people may run off out there and say, there ain't nothing to Brother Metter's word. But they're going to stay away from this anointing. <laughs> I went to Brother Thomas's last Saturday night, and buddy, people scattered. Brother Thomas, you know, when I started going there back in 2012, people called and said, Brother Metter coming? They come. Did with me. Now they won't know Brother Metter's coming, they go the other way. <laughs> you know why? The word in me's changed. The word in me's changed. I used to preach a faith and a deliverance, and now. It's a word to set the house in order. A word to set the heart and the home in order. A word to set your life in order. But my God, somewhere people got to get tired of living in chaos. They got to get tired of living in confusion and depression and torment and vexation and aggravation. Somewhere people get tired of it and learn if they'll just give themselves to the Lord. Come here, Carrie. I'm going to pray for you. The Lord just spoke to me right there. He's going to do something in you today. Go ahead and raise him hands, young lady. In the Dahar Sukros, be a chakro ikrin sabarato. I speak of peace into your spirit. And I command this power of depression and warfare in your mind to be bound. And to be loosed off of you, and I speak the peace of God. I speak the peace of God to flow in your spirit like a river. And for your heart to seek the Lord like it never has. In the name of Jesus. I speak peace into your spirit, young lady. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory. My God, I feel the kayako hosoko kayaha. Do you find it? You printing the... Okay. This is the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon you. And that's what the Lord began to show me. How the Spirit of the Lord rested on Jesus. And it stayed with Him. See, what we've been... What we've experienced, the Spirit of the Lord would come and anoint us and then He'd leave. He'd come and anoint us and then He'd leave. At least that's what we've been taught. Y'all with me? But the Lord started leading me about the anointing two, three years ago. 
in, in Alabama, and he said, this spirit's fixing to come and remain. When Jesus got baptized in water and the heavens opened, John saw the Spirit of God, like a dove, descend on him and remain. We've always been taught it didn't remain on us. The Lord told me this is going to remain. This is going to remain. Amen? And why is it going to remain? Because the Spirit of the resurrected Christ is coming in and it ain't going to leave. It ain't going to leave. It's going to stay with us. And we've got to learn how to yield to it. We've got to learn how to function under this. Because it's, we never passed this way before. We never walked in this before. Never have we walked this way before. And we've never had, I've never had the Lord tell me, because Jesus overcome the world, that's how that spirit could enter into him in such a magnitude and such a power because he overcame the world. As much as we love God, there's still things of this world that's got our attention. There's still things that we want to see that have nothing to do with God. Am I preaching to myself today? And until we're ready to lose those desires, there's only so much the Lord can do in us. Until we're ready to lose them desires. But see, Jesus lost them all. He gave up the lust of the flesh. He gave up the lust of the eyes. He gave up the pride of life. He overcame the world. He said so in, in John 16, 33. He said, in the world ye shall have tribulation, but in me ye shall have peace and be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. First John 2, and I believe it's about 14 or 15, I can't ever remember that scripture right there, said, for all that is in the world is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, is the pride of life. And if the love of the world's in you, then the love of the Father ain't there. Simple, ain't it? If we want to look at it, it's simple. If we don't, we make it complicated. And he said, the lust of this world shall pass away. But if the Father abides, <laughs> he ain't never going to pass away. And I made the statement the other night in Fort Payne. And I don't know if y'all going to get this or not. But there's a difference between salvation and eternal life. There's a big difference between just getting saved and having eternal life. Eternal life is becoming like Jesus. It's putting Him on. Just getting your sins forgiven and dying going to heaven don't make you like Christ. You get up there, you're just saved. But there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth where those of us that put on the Christ, we're going to rule and reign as kings and priests. I'm fixing to possess something. You hear me? I'm fixing to possess something. My son was ministering last night, and the brother's homie is ministering in. He said, I don't, he said, everybody tells me I've got to die and go to heaven to get this. He said, I don't find it in the Scripture. He said, you've got to die and go anywhere. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, he said, behold, I show you a mystery. I show you a secret. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. There's coming a time that those of us that are alive and remain at the sound of the last trump, which is the seventh trump, Am I getting too deep for y'all? 
at the sound of the last trump, this mortal shall put on immortality. This corruptible shall put on incorruption. Then shall be brought to pass the saying, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Because when you're changed from corruption to incorruption and mortal to immortality, death has no sting. Grave has no victory because you don't go there. And in uh, Revelation 10, it talks about when the seventh trumpet shall begin to sound, the mystery of God, which is Christ in you, shall be finished. Uh, so there is a finished work of the Christ in us uh, when that seventh messenger and that seventh anointing uh, begins to go forth through the earth. There will be a people uh, brought to the fullness of God, uh, and the mystery of God shall be finished or completed in us. That's the maturity. That's the maturity. And Paul said, we ain't all going to sleep. We ain't all going to go by way of the grave. There's some of us going to be alive and remain to the coming of the Lord. Is that right? And I don't know if I've ever explained the difference to y'all, but the Lord showed me back in 96, I preached a message on the mystery of the first resurrection. If you ain't got it, get it. Listen to it. The mystery of the first resurrection. It's on the website. Listen to it. Because in there the Lord explained the difference to me between the dead in Christ and them that sleep in Jesus. Did y'all know there was a difference? There's a difference between the dead in Christ and them that are asleep. The dead in Christ are those like Paul and Peter and that gave their lives, were martyred, were put to death for the faith. Those that are sleeping, Jesus, they're just those that go to sleep in the faith. Those just good people that love God, they just go to sleep. They just go to rest. But the dead that were martyred, that had a testimony, I don't believe it's going to be all dead. But there are those that have, like Paul, gave his life for Christ, had his head cut off, Peter crucified upside down. I think Mark was drugged through the streets of Jerusalem behind a chariot and his, his brains was knocked out. They tried to boil John in oil and they couldn't. God didn't let him die. But most of the apostles, Thomas was on his knees praying in India and a pagan priest run a spear through his heart from the back. Men like this. When this first resurrection comes, the Bible said, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. But the rest of the dead... Them that are asleep in Jesus, they ain't going to live again until the thousand years is over with. So, oh man, I got y'all. <laughs> so what are you saying, Brother Matter? Have you ever read in the Scripture where Jesus said, you shall sit down in the kingdom of God with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Those that have gone before us in the faith, those that have been counted worthy, we're going to be resurrected and possess this kingdom together. Oh, man, that stumped y'all right there. <laughs> Hang on, Sister Pat. Read Revelation 20. Read verse 4. It talks about the first resurrection. Don't do it now. Just write it down. <laughs> But it talks about the first resurrection. It talks about them that are beheaded. And y'all know there wasn't nothing about beheading 
for years. Now people are being beheaded for the faith. People are being beheaded for the faith. And it's talking about in these last days, them to be beheaded for the word of God. Them that are dead in Christ. When this first resurrection comes, they're going to rise first. They're going to rise first. And I could take you over to Revelation. I mean, Hebrews, I think it's 11. It might be 12. said there's a better resurrection. But I ain't going to get into that today. Come here, Sister Susie. Let me pray for you. Devil's mad. <laughs> Believe with me. Cheeto shakra. You infirm devil. I bind you and I'll charge you. Leave her. Leave her. No! In Je- oh, glory. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, while you're up here, come right here. Just stand right here. Brother Thomas, Sister Kathy, I'll get behind her. Sister Kathy, get in line. Brother Elder, get in line. Lisa, get in line. Lord told me to pray for the ministers for this power to come on them. Justin, get back there in line. I know you ain't active right now, but you will be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And I'm going to pray for you, and then I'll pray for those of you in the church, but the Lord told me to pray for the active ministers first. But I'm believing this power is going to rest on you. Because there was a power come on me Wednesday, says Susie, stayed with me. And it's still with me. Come on me Wednesday night in Fort Payne. I mean, it knocked me crazy. I ain't never had such an anointing and such a power. I spoke to my son through the internet 90 miles away. And the Spirit of God hit him so hard till Whitney said he just went crazy. When I spoke the Word of God to him 90 miles away. And he was watching the live stream. And I spoke the Word of the Lord to him. said the Spirit of God knocked him crazy 90 miles away. That's possible. I command the parasol. I command the power of the Spirit of God to rest upon you in a in a way you've never known. In a ulabara for a mindset a newness a renewing. Oh, 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 yeah. Go ahead and yield to it. Go ahead and yield to it. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Who the How? See what Yeah, 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 yeah. It bokuta yaha. My God, there's a power here. There's a power here. There's a power here. There's a power here. Hallelujah. You'll feel it set down in you. I ain't looking for no outward manifestation, but I'm telling you, there's something will set down in you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. I feel God putting deliverance in your life. Fixing to change the way you see, the way you hear, the way you understand, the way he uses you. God's taking you in a total different ministry, Sister Cat, a total different understanding of the working of the Spirit of God. And I feel it right now, and I command it to burn like fire! Shut up in your bones! Hold your hand! Sula, hey, 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 hey. You know... Glory. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Man, I feel it just like a wave. Feel it just like a wave. Come here, Lisa. Ha, 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 ha. God's held you back, but He's fixing to turn you loose. All that praying and studying every morning for those couple of hours, my God, it's paying off. The Word's coming alive in you. The Spirit's coming alive in you. And I drive back this Spirit that's trying to take away your confidence. I'm trying to make you doubt the voice of the living God and a newness of the Spirit of God. Ah, yeah. Breezing you. Breathe. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. My God, can y'all not feel the power of this? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Get ready, man. Here it comes. God takes you different. Takes you deeper. Hallelujah. What you had ain't going to stand. What you got now ain't going to stand, but they're done. I command the Spirit of God to get on you and consume you in prayer. Consume you. Consume you. Consume you. Come here, Sister Deborah. Raise your hands. I stir up the Spirit of God. Oh, my God. My God. It happened right there. I didn't even have to touch it. Just, it just fell in you. A difference. A newness. And I hear the voice of the Lord saying unto me, Fear not, don't worry, everything's going to be all right. That's us saith the Lord, everything's going to be all right. And in the newness of the Spirit of God and the desire to pray, it takes you over. When you fix this, I'm telling you, I've been telling you for a long time, you fix this, some things in order, and you're going to have some alone time with God. It's coming by the. Mm. Wow. Fayaso, se, 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 rabahatayanola. Me, Don't you tell me God ain't in this place. Man, there is a pine, yon, yon, yo, yay, 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 yay. You can't just step out here and do this. You can't just lay hands on people and the Spirit of God move like this. This ain't a man thing. This is a God thing. This is a God thing. Hallelujah. Man, I saw the Spirit of the Lord get on my son. I saw my son stand in the Fort Payne Church and prophesy. And such a word come out of that young man. And God said that spirit of witchcraft, which has taken over a lot of ministers, a spirit of soothsaying and magicians, and, and people are operating by magic and spirits of divination rather than the Spirit of God, and they don't even know it. Their ministers don't even know they're working by divination. And a lot of God's people can't discern the difference. Can't discern the difference. Because they tell folks things. I had a lady in our church I ministered to probably six months ago. I don't even remember when I ministered to her. But I told her she fixed me a grandmother. Neither one of her daughters married, but I told her she fixed me a grandmother. 
And somebody come to my wife. I said, well, Brother Matter missed it. Said her oldest daughter just miscarried, so Brother Matter missed it. Let me tell you something. Her second daughter, pregnant right now. Brother Matter don't miss. Not by this spirit. Not by this word. I don't miss. <laughs> Others may hit or miss. Man, I feel the Spirit of God pushing out of me and just pushing. Just wave after wave after wave after wave after wave of my glory comes in your life, in your mind, in your body, in your spirit. New tongues, new languages, new depth, new power, new spirit, new word. A brand new you. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Take the glasses off, son. Spread it. You feel it? <laughs> Did you feel that way, Brother Thomas? <laughs> Come on, I'm telling you, this is what the Lord showed me was going to happen here today. I told you there was a power coming in. I told everybody, I said, there's going to be a power today. There's going to be a power today. There's going to be a power today. There's going to be a power. Get ready, Sister Pat. There's a fire fixing rest on you. I'm telling you. See, this ain't what we've had. God's planting a seed of something brand new, and we're going to have to learn how to yield to it. We're going to have to learn how to walk in it. And put everything in God's hands. Don't you doubt nothing. The devil set this trap to try to destroy you. But I'm telling you, if I be a servant of God, God's going to bring you out of it. God's going to bring you out of this. I feel a bicycle. Stay watch your eyes. Just be still. And learn. And listen and wait. Just be still. Still, you have no idea what God's doing. You don't have no idea how the hand of God's working. I see a boldness. Of the Spirit of God coming on you. I'm talking about a wisdom and a strength and an understanding of the Word. Hey! 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 Wow. I'm going to tell you sometimes I'm almost afraid to touch people. Spirit of God hit me Wednesday night and I prayed for Brother Michael. I had to take my hands off of him. It scared me. I'm going to tell you this power scared me. It absolutely scared me. Come here. Y'all let me pray for you. There's a power here. You just might as well get ready. I've told you time again. You ain't through. God ain't through with you. 
God started something in you years ago. And there's desires in your heart about things of God and to be used of God that a lot of people don't even know. It's never been breathed. It's never been voiced. But God has talked to you. And God's conditioning you. And God's getting you ready. And God is going to use you. It may not be a pulpit ministry. I don't know. The Lord ain't showed me. But you fixing to minister one on one Oh, my God. Oh, man, there's something just going down in you like a wave. Just like, I feel it, just like a warmth, man. It's just breathing all down the inside of you. And people fix say, what's happening, Sister Pat? What's happening, Mama Pat? What's happening, Pat? My God, something's happened to her. Something's happened to her. Something's happened to her. What? The Spirit of the Lord. Hi, 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 hi. My God. Oh, Lord, do this thing. I'm telling you, I don't know what to do with it. It's just that strong. It's just that strong. It's just that strong. I don't know what to do with it. Take your glasses off, boy. Heal completely, totally, physically, mentally, spiritually, rebirth, make whole, wash away, move, and bring up a Jacko Oli barada da da ta to to ise kri agri anzo vechi icha ava ba 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 ao no 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 oh my god i feel something going down inside of you my god level upon level upon level upon level i feel it being poured into you my Man, the word fixing to come out of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're studying that word. You're taking it in. And God fixing to uncork it. Man, I feel, I, I, whoa, whoa. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I saw it. Thank you, Lord. God, you take him in the depth of this word in these studies. You put a spirit of prayer between them. You put a unity between them. You put a love. You put a respect. You put a wisdom and an understanding between them, Lord, on how to be married, how to be husband and wife in your presence, in your name, in your order. God, you set things in your order in the name of Jesus. God, you set it in your divine order. <laughs> Man, there's a power in this place. <laughs> My God, there's a power. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory. You can tell folks what they missed today. 
But see, this ain't for everybody. When people make a choice not to come to these services, they make a choice. Isn't that sad? They make a choice. Because God, what God done here today, He may not do it again. Not for weeks or months. And He'll never duplicate this. He may take us somewhere else. But you know why people don't want to get in on this? They know there's a price. They know there's a price. They know they know they got to come into accountability. They know they got to come into accountability when you sit under this. Had somebody tell me one time, said, Brother Metter, you're the only preacher I know that can preach and slap the devil and make him like it. I said, well, I don't know about that. But I went to Greenville, South Carolina back in 88. Had my big tent up. And I'd let a brother use my tent up there for a week. He was running 85, 90, and I asked him how meeting was. He said, man, it's hard. I come in on a Saturday night. 250 people and the Spirit of God exploded <laughs> and I went for 21 days and there's a man come out to that meeting he pastored a church and I don't know what he was he might have been Baptist when he come <laughs> I'm sorry what <laughs> I, I really don't know what he was. But one of the first nights he's there, I had a prayer meet, a prayer line. And he had a nine-year-old granddaughter. And she come through the prayer line. She had a quart jar of quarters, pennies, nickels, and dimes. Holding it in her hand in the prayer line. And when I got to her, I said, what? She said, Brother Metter, she said, I need God to heal me. I said, what? She got, said, I got cataracts on both eyes. And she said, this is my proved God offer. I said, you don't have to give an offering. She said, well, I want to do something to help you. And when I prayed for that little girl, them cataracts melted and run right down her face. Her granddaddy was sitting there, that preacher. And God healed that little girl, them cataracts. I mean, they just like melted and just rolled right down her face. And that man stepped up there. He said, I don't care how long this man's in town. He said, I don't care if he's here a week, two weeks, a month, six months. He said, my services in my church is closed, and we will be out here every night till this man leaves town. He said, I've been praying to see a move of God like this all my life. First time in his life he'd ever seen miracles. When I was in North Carolina four or five years ago, and I started praying for people up there. I started having miracles you could see. I call them sea miracles. There's a man stood up and started weeping openly in the service. And he said, I've been serving God 12 years. And he said, it's the first time in my life I've ever seen a physical miracle. And I mean, he just stood right, didn't he? He stood right there and just wept openly. I mean, just stood up and started crying and just screamed out in the church, praising God. But that man in Greenville, 
I told him a couple nights later, I said, let him, let him testify and then let him introduce me and bring me on the service. And he testified and he got all excited. And he said, I'm fixing to introduce y'all to a man. He said, it's got an anointing in his life. said, he'll snatch the horns off the devil and dare him to bleed. <laughs> and he got me so tickled, Sister Pat, I couldn't hardly take the service. <laughs> he said, I ain't never seen a man with the power of God in his life. said, he snatched the horns off the devil and dare the devil to bleed. <laughs> I said, well, that's a new one on me. I don't think I ever heard that before. But that man stayed right there with me for three weeks. Every service. Every service. And I got ready to take the offer one night. And he said, Preacher, can I say something? I said, Yeah. And he stood up there with a hundred dollar bill. He said, I'm looking for somebody that can give me five twenties. He said, I won't break this hundred dollar bill. I want five twenty dollar bills. Somebody brought him five $20 bills. And he took five people in his church. He put that $20 bill in their hands. He said, now, if you want God to bless you, he said, you support this preacher. He said, I'm giving you an offering that you can get blessed. He said, it's yours. You don't have to give it. But if you want God to bless you, he said, you give to this man. And said, God's going to bless you. That's how strong. He's gone on to be with the Lord now, but that's how strong he believed that word. And I'm going to tell you something. God worked in his church, and the members of his church is absolutely unbelievable. But he was in there every night. I'd come out every night about 6.30, get on my knees and go to prayer. Pray till 7.30, and then they'd start service. I'd go on the trailer and change clothes about an hour. I'd come out and take service and preach, and then I'd go back, take a shower and change clothes, come out about 11.30, 12 o'clock, go to prayer and pray 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. He was there praying with me. Hungry for God. Hungry for God. Prayer is going to do this. And it's going to bring it forward. It's going to bring it forward. Amen. It's going to bring it forward. There's a power here today. There's a power here today. And I'm telling you, it'll rest on you. But go, don't go. Throw TV before your eyes. Don't go drop into carnality. Don't go. I, I have guarded my mind ever since Wednesday night not to put any kind of carnality. I mean, we got the world we got to deal with, but people just, they just take carnality in because their flesh is bored and they don't know what else to do. Your flesh gets bored, turn the Word of God on. Get you some Bible DVDs. Put the Bible on. If you got to get the what they call the animated DVDs about the Bible, you'd be better off to watch that. As long as it sticks with the word, you'd be uh, you would be watching a bunch of carnal junk, because it's it stirs up your carnality. It stirs up your carnality. Put something before you. It's going to edify and glorify God. When I come back from India in 07, and I ain't going to tell you I ain't let things slip. We all let things slip. But the Lord spoke to me when I come back from India in 07. He said, do not set anything before your eyes that does not edify and glorify me. Did I just automatically get everything out of my spirit? No. It took a while. You got to work at things. Because this carnal man, he don't die easy. 
He don't die easy. And that's what's wrong with us right now. We're in love with ourselves. We are in love with it. But you rest assured what God spoke today, you'll count the cost and make a choice. Because if you don't make a choice, you've made a choice. You know, Jack Cole used to preach. And I don't, some of y'all may know who Jack Cole is, but he was a great faith preacher in the 50s. He died at 38 years old. But he preached at tents, 15,000, 20,000. He used to hang ropes between his quarter poles. Had crutches and canes and wheelchairs of all the miracles he God had done hanging between his quarter poles on his tent. And I mean, there was hundreds. He'd preach about 15, 20 minutes, and then he'd pray for people for two or three hours. Every kind of sickness, disease, blind eyes, deaf ears, dumb tongues. Cancers, tumors, gorders, paralyzed. And 90% of the people he prayed for got healed. And I heard him preaching one night, and he said, he said, people got to make a choice. He said, people want to stay on the fence. They want to stay neutral. They want to stay in the middle. He said, trouble with being neutral and standing in the middle. He said, usually if you get off the fence, you get off on the wrong side. There ain't no neutral with God. Black or white, hot or cold, you do it or you don't. God ain't no try. You just do it. <laughs> What's that saying you got? Ain't no try. You just do it or you don't. But I'm telling you, the way the Spirit of God's moving right now, if you apply it to your life, He'll help you. He'll help you. The Lord will give you peace. You can walk in peace. You can live in peace. The kingdom of heaven is not meat nor drink. Anybody know how the rest of it goes? Peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Romans 14, 17. The kingdom of God is not meat nor drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, in the Spirit of God. You can walk in righteousness because He's in you. You can walk in peace because He's in you. You can walk in joy because He's in you. Amen. It's getting Him in you is the key. Not tongues. Y'all hear what God spoke about? Mark 16. These signs shall follow them that believe. Y'all hear what God spoke? These signs shall follow them that believe in my name, Jesus, and cast out devils. He said, but they're going to speak with new tongues. They're going to speak with new languages. See, we've always been taught that's the stammering lips of the Holy Ghost. Now, God said, he's bringing new languages. God spoke to us on the 14th of February and said he's bringing in a new language. Amen. Isaiah 28 and 10 said, To whom shall he teach knowledge? To whom shall he cause to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. Line shall be upon line, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. That precept is a commandment. That line is a measuring line. So God said, I'm setting my commandments in line. I'm putting them in order. Here a little and there a little. He ain't going to do it all at once, but a little at a time. And he said, I'm going to speak to this people with stammering lips. That don't mean just quivering lips. That means foolish things. Go check it out. I checked out that stammering. That means foolishness. And God said in 1 Corinthians, he said, I'll take the foolish things of this world and confound the wise. He said, God, man in his smartest is foolishness in my sight. So as smart as man is and smart as man can get, in God's eyes, it's foolishness. Because God said, my thoughts ain't your thoughts and my ways ain't your ways. 
high as the heavens are from the earth. He said, that's how much higher my ways are than your ways and my thoughts are than your thoughts. He said, but if you'll seek me while I may be found, he said, I've drawn near to the earth. You ever, you ever had a time when you felt like God was a million miles away? You couldn't touch him, couldn't move him in prayer? There are times when God's far away. But he said, I've drawn nigh. Now if you seek me, you'll find me. God's drawn nigh to his people. God wants to visit his people. And he is visiting his people. He spoke about a season. God spoke about a new season today. I'm going to go back and listen to that prophecy. I don't remember what all God said, but I'm going to tell you something. God spoke to us. God spoke to us. Amen. How many of y'all know God spoke to us? I appreciate this kind of service. I do. I appreciate God speaking to us like this. I know it was y'all's anniversary, but I appreciate y'all coming and being part. I really do. They, I think they told my wife last week they didn't know if they'd be here or not. Because, you know, you have an anniversary, you want to go celebrate it. And that's understandable. There ain't nothing wrong with that. But this is a good celebration. <laughs> this is a good celebration. Amen. And I found if you set things in God's order and give your life to Him, He'll work your life out for you. Amen. You know, we run around, we worry about all the things we want to do and whether God's going to set them in order or not. Or whether God's going to help us do this, or whether God's going to help us do that. If we just give them to God, He'll put them in His order. And His will is all that matters anyway. You don't have to help God out. He's God all by Himself. He don't need your help. <laughs> he was God for thousands of years before you ever come along. Usually all that happens when we try to help God out is we just mess it up. Get it, get that knot tied tighter and messed up more than what it was. There was a song I heard years ago, and I ain't never heard it since, and I've never been able to find it. It said, he's got all by himself, and he don't need no help. He don't need no help to be God. He God before he ever created you, before you ever draw your first breath. He's God. He knows what he's doing. Let him do it. Amen. Let him have control. Because if we give him control, everything will work out. And it's his will anyway is all that matters. Oh, I had, I had big plans when I was little. I used to love go to tent meetings. I used to watch old Roberts on TV. I'd come in, and I'd come in from church, and I'd change clothes, and I'd tell Mom, I'm going out to play. Old Roberts comes on, you call me in. Because I'd come in, and I'd watch him preach. And then he'd walk up that TV screen. He'd put that hand on that TV screen. He said, here, you need God to do something in your life. Come up here and put your hand on my hand. I'd always go up there because I want to feel that presence. I didn't want to be an astronaut. I didn't want to be a football player. I didn't want a career. I wanted to be a preacher. It had the gifts of healing in my life. That was my goal. I want to have big tents. I want to reach thousands. And I'm going to tell you, when God pulled me out of the evangelistic field, I had, a, I had a tent that would seat probably six, seven hundred. I had a smaller one, I had a bigger one, and I had one up in Canada that would seat a thousand. And I had to let that go because I stood up against some preachers that had uncleanness in their life. And them. I had my own nonprofit corporation in Canada. I had everything set up to preach the gospel all over Canada. 
And then brothers stood up against me when I stood up against uncleanness in people's lives. Had probably fifteen, twenty thousand dollars worth of equipment up there. I just gave it to them. I said, "Y'all just take it." As far as I know, it's still sitting in a the truck. They never used it. I put it up. Had one meeting in it. Had a good meeting in it. Had several miracles. That, that's all right. Money ain't no problem for God. It ain't no problem for it. I found out he gets ready to do something. He'll do it. You love the Lord today. Y'all appreciate this. Man, what a precious service to me. Just a precious service. Beautiful. Hallelujah. I appreciate the Lord. Does anybody need prayer before I change the order of the service? You got anything you want me to pray with you about? Okay. Okay. All right, why don't y'all just stretch your hands this way unless that's got to move for Sister Candy. She's just battling being able to get up here in services. Father, in the name of Jesus, you send that healing virtue. You send it, Lord, right now. Let the cotton wool. In Jesus' name, let it be so. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Y'all keep her in prayer because she just, she goes through a lot. You know, just, yeah, fight for her. You know, who knows? God may just pick her up and set her up here. Give her a job up here. Y'all never know what God's going to do. You know, people are, relocate for good jobs. But there's very few people who relocate for the will of God. We need to relocate for the will of God if it's God's will. Amen. I relocated. I did. I labored hard for church in Fort Payne. Almost 15 years. And God just picked me up. Put me in LJ. But how many years, Sister Susie, before God put me up here did I tell you God's going to move in L.A.J.? Five, six. I mean, ever since I had my tent meetings in L.A.J. in 98, 99, there's just been something about this place. I wanted to come up here and see God move. There's been something about this place. And Lord's got people here. he got a purpose. he got a purpose. And I'm going to tell you something. When God spoke that Sunday and said he will put L.A.J. Georgia and Carter K. Georgia on the map and the world will know, and then that spirit moved in here like it did. You can rest assured there's going to be an act of God in L.A.J. and Carter K. George is going to put this place on the... I mean, people all over the world are going to know where Carter K. George... They're going to know where this church is. <laughs> God told us in India in 06 that he was going to make an international church of the church in Fort Payne. The people are going to come from all over the world. He said, missionaries are going to come to your church from all over the world. They're going to sit and learn the word. They're going to learn to pray. And said, they're going to take the gospel back to their nations. You think God's forgot that? You think God ain't going to do the same thing right here? You better believe he is. Why? This word, this ministry. 
I don't have to be in Fort Payne. And I told people many times, I said, I don't have to be here for God to fulfill His Word. Because God didn't speak the Word to me. He spoke it to the church. He spoke it to the church. When that brother had that dream of something happened to me, and then people started trying to get there, and he said cars were packed up for two miles in both directions, Brother Matter. He said people standing to the road, people parked all around the church for two and three blocks. It don't have to be me. That's the ministry. That's what God put in Peter's life. That's what God put in Paul's life. Amen. That's the reason they could go and then make that statement, these men that have turned the world upside down have come to us also. Why? Because they'd go in a city and God would move and work miracles and people never seen anything. They didn't have no teaching. And the whole city had turned out. When Philip, who was an evangelist, went to Samaria, the whole city turned out. Citywide revival. Because he went in there and started preaching the kingdom. Started preaching Christ and having great miracles. Amen. Best is yet to come. Best is yet to come. I saw people last night I hadn't seen in 30 plus years. And I prayed for a lady last night I hadn't prayed for since she's probably 11, 12 years old. She had a broke foot and I prayed for her and God healed her. I seen a bright white beam like a welding rod go across her bone and, and sew it up. And she soaked the cast off and cut it off one piece at a time. God healed that foot. She believed. She cut that cast off. She was testifying about it last night. She said, I'm going to tell you something, Brother Matter. She said, my kids know you. She said, I've raised my kids on your word and on what God. He said, she said, my mama loved you. My sisters loved you. My brother loved you. She said, we've talked about you all our lives. Said, we know that word that's in you. Amen. She wanted me to pray for her last night. She had something come up. And I prayed for her, and the Spirit of God hit her. Man, she started shaking and shouting, and she took off running and running through that house, just a jumping and a praising God and shouting and magnifying, glorifying God, screaming, it's done, God did it. And I told my son, I said, you get these people together right here and you start praying with them on a regular basis. I said, there's a potential for a church right here in Kelton, Georgia. There's a potential. A word that was sowed 31 years ago had brought a potential of a great move of God. I said, that's amazing. Them people and their kids and grandkids are now ready to receive the word. Y'all don't think God knows what he's doing. And you know how them people found me? I put a tent up in Bremen, Georgia in a shopping center. And I preached. And back then, the law didn't mess with you much. And she said, Brother Metter, I sat a mile from your tent and stood out on the front porch and said, listen, you preach. And she said, I begged my mama to take me to your meeting. said, finally. I said, yeah, showed up. I said, yep. She said, that's how we come in contact with you. I said, it was that word coming out, out from under that tent, just echoing. She said, I used to sit on the front porch and stand out there and listen to you preach. And she said, just beg my mama to take me to that meeting. She said, finally, one night, he did. God healed her mama. Started working in their lives. One of her older sisters, they brought her up there to my tent. 12.30 at night. She's suicidal. God delivered her. That's why this word's solid in them. Amen.
ask how many about, about six take this word and listen to it it's powerful amen this word's powerful see I got a legacy behind me I got a legacy behind me of lives that have been touched and changed and transformed she was talking to me last night said brother met her she said I'm so glad to see you I said well I said since I've seen you I said I've been around the world she said I knew you'd do it she said you're talking about going around the world and preaching when I met you I said yeah I said God told me I would I stand on street corners just Susie preaching did have 25 cents in my pocket gas is 25 cents a gallon I couldn't have bought a gallon of gas if my life depended on it. And Lord told me, he said, you form a corporation, call it World Revivals. He said, I'm going to send you around the world and preach the gospel. I've flown around the world, bought 200 and something thousand dollars worth of equipment, preached the gospel all over the United States, Canada, Central America, South America, India, the Philippines. And I said, but, I said, the best is yet to come. Because God told me the biggest move and the greatest acts of God are before us. Well, God told me, told me this before me, didn't he? Right when the devil hit me and tried to kill me, I'd just been ministered to that the greatest ministry was yet to come. The devil don't take things lying down. But see, God allowed it. I've gone through a over a year of weakness, but now God's renewing my strength. God's reviving me. Amen. He's reviving me. Anybody else need prayer before I change the order of the service? Please honor the Lord with your tithe and your giving today. Because I'm going to tell you something. You can't find this everywhere. How many know you can't find this just anywhere? God has set this right here. Amen. Huh? God set it right here. That's how much God loves us. He said this right here in our midst. Amen. Hallelujah. And I thank the Lord for Y'all know, tithes and offerings go over here. If you've got something you want to help me with, it's always appreciated. Always appreciated. Because I believe the labor is worthy of his hire. Amen. Come and do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. Love you, son. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is so good. Yes, ma'am, he is. Thank you, Lord. Love you, too. Did you bring my ones today, Lisa? Thank you, Lord. Pray God, while I was on the road, I got 49 $1 bills. Forty-nine one-dollar bills to bring put in missions. <laughs> well, at least I'm having an impact. Okay. Tell you our mission account's growing.
That's all right. Sometimes I don't have but three or four. But then sometimes God just blesses me. each other in check yeah that's the way it works I was at the motel the other night down in Jasper Alabama wanted something to drink and went out the desk I said y'all got a machine it's about one o'clock in the morning she said yeah I said will it take a five dollar bill she said no you need change I said yeah she, she gave me four one dollar bills and some quarters and I went and got my drink and the rest of it went in missions <laughs> So I got a dollar and a half drink and three dollars and fifty cents going missions. That's all right. Yes, ma'am. My wife said she's got a great expectancy about what God's going to do. She told me, she said, I feel good about what God's going to do. I'll just slide that in there. good makes a difference tell you it makes makes a difference in the church makes a difference in the word and we sometimes we try to go to prayer with y'all when we're down the house we don't always make it but y'all pray for me because i'm gonna i'm gonna go down and see sister daniels wednesday i'm gonna pray for her. Uh, I'm, i'll probably preach wednesday night I might preach Tuesday night. I got to go on down to Savannah and check on some things on my tent poles. So I don't know if I'm going to exactly what I'm going to I know I'm going to be down there Wednesday. So I'm going to go see Sister Daniels if she's still in the hospital. If not, but y'all hold her up. Because we don't need to do without that vessel. That is a labor. I've never seen anybody labor in prayer. But I know God's made her some promises. You know, that's what I tell people when you're going through a battle. Hold on to the promises God's made you. Hold on to the prophecies. You know, Paul told Timothy, he said, Timothy, he said, take the prophecies that's gone before on thee and buy these prophecies. That's what she done. When they put me in ICU, she went down and got in that chapel, and she got down, she started telling God. God, you just spoke to him. You gave him a book of Acts ministry. Because on September 21st, Brother Lonzo Cromer laid his hands on me. He said, Brother Metter, he said, I see lightnings. I see clouds. He said, I, he said, I see just around you. He said, and I hear God speaking, said, I'm giving you a book of Acts ministry. Not going to. He said, I'm giving you one. She reminded God. Started telling God, God, you made promises. You told him. Greatest ministries ahead. And the Lord spoke to her and said, I am the Lord that healeth thee said I will raise him up I will raise him up 
And it was just a night later after she prayed, about 2.30 in the morning, I opened my eyes. There was a demon standing right there. I'll never forget that. Demon was standing right there. He like a stocky built man had a dress on. Dressed in black and white. Had one of them little pillbox purses. You know what I'm talking about? Had that thing set right here on my stomach. Had a scarf around its head. And when it would move, it would look like the Joker. And then it would look like a witch with a witch's hat. Just however the light hit it, it, it changed. And from here to here, there was bones and trinkets on a big old scarf spread it on my chest. And that demon was gathering them bones and trinkets up, wrapping them up in that scarf, opened that purse, put them in that purse, turned and walked out. Wasn't afraid, but it had been stopped. It had been defeated, but I knew somewhere he was going to try to make a comeback. So we need God in a great, great, great way. Amen. I appreciate your pressure the way it comes to Susie. I know you battling in your body. Yeah. Yeah, I know that stuff battled her for a week, and then it battled me for a week. But, Lord's a victor. Y'all obeyed the Lord. Fourteenth. Did I get a copy of it? Okay. Then I've got a copy of it. <laughs> she got a copy of it. I got a copy of it. I just have to ask for it. <laughs> but I greatly appreciate this service. At least I'm going to let you come dismiss. I tell you, God has sat down in this place today. You appreciate the Lord? Give him a good praise. Amen. God's so good. Did we pray over the offering? I don't know if I did or not. No. Okay. But I thank God for this service today. I thank God for his being so mindful of us. I'm not going to keep us. I know I just get my heart gets so full sometimes it's hard to contain it all in there. But he's, words can't express, but that's all right. The way God's moving in our lives is going to speak. We, don't, we all go through it. We all have our battles. We all have our struggles, as is appointed unto us. But when the manifestation of His Spirit comes forth in our lives, joy comes. What is that? Weeping endureth for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. So it, we won't eat. We may, we'll be doing all these things, and we we'll, might even maybe look back one day and go, you know, y'all remember that time we were going through it, but we might not. We'll be so caught up, and it'll just be a far thing behind us. I have great confidence and I'm excited. I, 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 was, I will. I do want to tell you one thing and then I'm going to pray over the offering and dismiss. I was speaking with a minister and it it, it kind of troubled my... I was, it, I, the person was asking some advice on different things so business-wise so I was explaining and talking and you know 
I guess I didn't realize, maybe I think differently than a lot of people, Brother John and I, maybe every, I don't know. Anyway, this person is just looking at his ministry to stay at this level that he's at right now. I don't think like that. You know, just what Brother John said back in the day, he didn't have 25 cents in his pocket, but the Lord said, you form a corporation called War Revivals. We incorporated, we have had a nonprofit since 1982, but we weren't even taken up you know, whatever's in that time, but we were still. I'd fill out that form every year and mail it with pride, would fill it out by hand. But you know, despise not the day of small beginnings, but you'd have small beginnings, but you don't stay there. You grow in God, whether it be in, in growth spiritually or in a ministry, if you want to call it that, where perhaps reaches more and more people. So it just, I, I, so I was encouraging this person. I said, well, you know, think about, you know, incorporating in, in your, you know, what I said, you're going to want to invest in equipment. I said, you're going to have a time, a, a donor's going to come to you and say, I want to get this for you. But if you're not legit, if you're not incorporated, I'm just, I, I know y'all say this is a little carnal. No, I'm going to tell you, it all works in together. If the Lord may, he's going to speak in your natural life to get your ducks in a row, naturally. And we did that way back in 1982, and uh, it might have been 84 when it actually went through. But anyhow, when we had our first big donor come along and say, we want to get you a 10, I'm like, you can write it off your taxes. I got a lovely form. We are incorporated. Right? Gave us more credibility. I, the spirit was already working. But there's, nat there's people, and then there's some that are going to give, and they don't care for the tax write-off. I'm good with that, too. But I'm just, is it making sense what I'm saying? And, and you know, it just kind of, I thought this, I thought, you're not going to stay. Yeah, you probably will. You probably are going to stay doing your same thing you're doing right now. I don't look for that. Man, don't look for that, Justin. You are going to have a, your own sound system, your own whatever you need. You just may have your own little karaoke machine you tote around just to get your word out there, but that don't matter, whatever it is. Invest in your, I'm going to use this word, ministry. I don't mean it in a pride way, but invest. Invest. Invest in it. So think big. If you think little, you're going to stay little. But you think big. And if God speaks to you to name your ministry whatever, you do it. I won't laugh at you because I remember World Revivals Incorporated without 25 cents. I didn't know him at that time, but when I met him, we went on. Don't think small. It's not about vanity. It's not about pride. It's about being a vessel used of God. He's a big God. And not everybody, he's got people he's invested in. And there's a whole world to reach. You may be the only minister that goes to these islands that never even seen a white folk or nothing. Right? But that may be you. And so he may say you need a tent and a sleeping bag and a jug to tote you some water. I don't know. And that may be, we may never hear from you again. I am serious. So invest. See what it is. Each one of you says that's so extreme. That's all right. We serve an extreme God. 
He may set you down over there. And I said, we might not ever see you again. Or you'll be showing up 10 years later and you'll say, my, my, my. Let me tell you how God has saved all these savages over there who never had seen or heard. Never seen a white person. Never heard of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to shut up. But I I feel like that was important. It's easy to get mashed down when you're little supposedly little and starting out, but you despise not the day of small beginnings. You pride in it. Godly pride. And you do your due because promotion comes from the Lord. Y'all just didn't see the days Brother John was down and doing the small things. Y'all heard him even talk only a little bit about it. Y'all didn't see those days. But he lived them. I didn't even see a lot of them. He was already in ministry 10 years when I came along. You don't let anybody put you down. I don't care what they're saying about you right now. I don't care. You don't listen to it. You don't listen to it. You let it go. If it makes its way to your ear, if y'all hear it, don't listen to it. And don't bring it to his ear or his mom and daddy's ear. You hear me? We protect. It's what we do. We protect those that are weaker. And I don't mean that in, you're younger. I'm not meaning that in a disrespectful way. That's my job. That's our job as elders, to watch out for the younglings. Same thing with Carrie. You don't let her get picked on. You don't do it. You stand in the gap. And you tell the devil to get back where he belongs. So you don't say it. What's that scripture? What is I, Sister Susie, you'll get it for me. A tinkling brass. No, tinkling cymbal and a sounding brass. That's just, blah, that's just noise and racket. Okay? You got it? So maybe something's fixing to come. I don't know, but you just hear my voice ringing in your ear. Sister Lisa said, I'm not listening. I'm not listening. I got it? All right. All right, that's it. All right, let's stand. I know everybody said, oh, could you not just dismiss? No, I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm sorry your flesh got a little agitated. All right, let's bow our heads. Lord, we thank you for this day and this time together. God, I thank you for talking to us. Lord, I thank you for the offerings that that we've been able to give and provide. Lord, you multiply it and make us good stewards. I know you've got your plan. God, you put our feet on your path. You give us your wisdom. God, you give us your wisdom. God, and we thank you for it. You watch over us this week. God, you keep our hearts stirred and our minds stayed on you, Lord. Bless this church family. God, and all those that listen, God, and watch that are part of our extended church family, watch over them, strengthen them, let this word go out, God, and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.